and welcome to Inside Out with Zach. Inside Out is a place where I explore topics surrounding motherhood journey, self-care, growing up in diaspora, relationships, mental health, domestic violence and so much more. My long-term goal is to share these vulnerable and raw conversations to educate, empower and raise awareness for you, your loved ones or even your community. I am very new in this space, but I am excited about this new journey. Hello and welcome to Inside Out with Zach. Last week, I shared my journey of growing up between two cultures. And so today's episode is a part two of that conversation. When I spoke about my journey, I used the perspective of a scholar, David Pollack, um, who has done a study on third culture kid or TCK for short. He defined TCK as a person who spent significant part of his or her developmental years outside the parents' culture. Now, I found this definition to be true not only for my own journey, but also for other TCKs that I have uh, known throughout the years who I believe have combine parts of their home culture with their host cultures to create this uniquely blended culture. Um, the reasons of the part two uh, episode is because of a guest speaker by the name of Ruth, who has um, a very rich um, background as a TCK. Um, and that she will be sharing her journey as well as, I guess, kind of to complement my uh, first episode. So I would like to take this time to say thank you so much, Ruth, for joining me today. Um, I know that it took us very long time to organize this meeting, and I'm so glad that we finally get a chance to sit down and have this very interesting a conversation about growing up between two cultures. Now, I'll let Ruth uh, introduce herself. Hi, my name is Ruth. I'm currently studying law at the University of Queensland. Now, Ruth, I know the topic of growing up between two cultures. Um, I was, as I said, I was sharing it. My, I was sharing my journey um, last week, and I, I remember during my journey as I was reflecting on it. I was thinking to myself, it would be so lovely to have Ruth as a speaker. And I guess the reason why I chose Ruth is that she is a young person who I believe her experience will be very, very, very beneficial to a lot of young people as well. Um, so Ruth, let's start this by saying, when did you came to Australia? When did your family relocated to Australia? And how old were you when you moved to Australia? Yeah, so my family came in 1998, uh, so I was one years old. Oh, wow. Wow, Ruth, you were quite young, isn't it? So, Ruth, if you don't mind me asking, when you your family arrived to Australia, I believe you would have started a kindy or um, primary school after your kindy as well. How was that experience for you up until, I guess, high school? I would say starting because yeah, I went to childcare and then yeah, kindy, um, and then starting reception. 
Uh, the experience was definitely, of course, different. Um, an interesting one, I would say. Uh, I went to a, a school where I was the only African. Yeah. And okay. the first African yeah, know, yeah. at that school. So being the quote-unquote odd one out yeah. um, was a very yeah challenging um, yeah. but I guess fun experience at the same time. Um, yeah. That's really good, Ruth, because I, I think that as you said earlier, you came here when you were young. I can only imagine how difficult that would have been being the only black child in school. People would have been so curious about your hair even. Um, and I guess the other thing is, did you find that it was easier to blend in as a young uh, young person in primary school or versus, I guess, high school years then? I think from the, from the start, um, I always knew that, of course, I would be different. Um, yes. And it would be somewhat challenging just in those early, you know, those early um, you know, school years. Kids saying, oh, are you chocolate? You yeah. Know, these sorts of, um, you know, innocent, yeah. you know, curiosity to, you know, oh, I've never seen someone like this before. Absolutely. 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 And, and then you transitioned to high school. Um, and what was that like? What was that experience like for you in high school? Were you the only, um, I guess, I would have imagined that other um, children as well as um, growing up with other parents not being, I guess, originally from Australia. Were you, even though you were the only black child in school, were you mingling with the other kids? Like, did you find yourself being the outcast person as well or...? I think I had to adapt. So um, I would say maybe after after that first year at school, um, of course everyone I'm used to everyone. Yeah. They're used to me. Yeah. And I only went to one school my whole entire life. So I adapted. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So it was I guess quite easy after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, most of the people I graduated with, I started school with. From primary school. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. your school go from kindergarten yeah, up until to, yeah, reception to. Yeah. yeah, so I was able to, you know, grow up with these people. So yeah. it wasn't as hard, um, but definitely getting to high school. Now we started to see a lot of Africans coming, coming yeah. to school. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And that was a bit of a, not, not a, it wasn't a bad thing at all. Yeah, yeah. It was more so of a, okay, wow, I'm not, I'm not the outcast anymore. That's right. I have people to relate to. Absolutely. And it got to a point where the people I started school with, like I said, majority yeah. white. Now I have Africans in the school. Yeah. I kind of went from hanging with those white people yeah. to hanging with the Africans. Yeah. And it just felt more, I guess. So you weren't the minority anymore. Yeah, it felt know? more comfortable. Yeah. Know? Like we came from the same sort of household. We could have the same type of conversation yes. without being judged. Absolutely. Um, because a lot of the, you know, the, the, the white kids that I, I started school with, you yeah. know, they had luxuries that I never, absolutely never had experienced, you yeah. know, going on holidays with their family every year, you yeah. know, getting to do you know, such fun things. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, for me, you know, holidays was really just staying at home with my, like my brothers, with your you brothers, know, with you know, your family. Yeah. Yeah. And then go to, you know, my other cousin's house, you know, from time to time. Um, but that was my holidays, very different to them. Yeah. So, you know, when it came to those times of like sharing, oh, what did you guys do this school? Holiday. <laughs> oh, yeah, 
just stayed home. Because yeah. because being in Australia itself, that is like a huge holiday. It's it like is. a a huge accomplishment. You're already in somewhere exactly. different to your home. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that transition to high school now. Um. Like I said, I started hanging around with, um. You know, the the Africans. And yeah. Yeah. I was I was comfortable, and we pretty much stayed as a clique. Yeah. As you would say. Um. And. Yeah, it was. A, it wasn't. It wasn't as difficult as it was in in the, in um, the start. In yeah. the start, yeah, yeah. That's really good that you um started from the same school as in reception up until um high school, isn't it? Because it's still the same people, so you didn't have to, you know, change school and you know start have again. to restart again. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. What challenges did you face growing up in a country or culture that is different from your parents? Um, it would definitely be challenging, you know, when when you're going to school, you're speaking English. Mm. Coming home, it's a different language. Yeah. So my mom really had to speak English with me as well. Yeah. And then when I go to, you know, my cousin's house, you know, who came a lot later. Later. Yeah. And they knew at least how to speak the language. That's right. I missed out there. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm missing out in so many different directions. Yeah. And so were your cousins speaking in Bari as well or were they speaking in English? They were too? speaking in English, but I mean like they could say things in, in Bari and that you didn't understand. I didn't understand or I couldn't jump in, you know, like yeah. someone says something funny, everyone's laughing, I couldn't come in. So it was like a disconnect for you. It was that disconnect there. And so that challenge of okay, I only really know English. English, yeah. <laughs> Is quite you know it's it's daunting yeah you know and you know people would you know like tease me for it yeah and unfortunately it's just something like I just can't help yeah do you know what I mean like I tried to learn the language I tried to go to school in Abari you know yeah. but it just it's hard it's hard it is really hard do you find that like I I guess one of the other thing is you know I, I'm I'm wondering. If you were out with friends, would they, I guess, assume? I mean, we don't want to assume, but do you think that they would assume that you speak a language other than English? Was definitely it? because yeah. you know I'm I'm African. You mm. know they would definitely expect me to speak another language. You mm. know, mm. for those who did meet my mom, you know she spoke with an accent. Yeah. So that's to tell. Okay, she speaks a different language. Yeah. But for but you, here I'm here speaking in a very quote-unquote Australian yeah. accent, although to some people, you know, they may yeah they may say it's not as Australian. But but to some extent it, it is, is, isn't it? Because this is this is all I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is how I talk. This is all I know. Yeah. And I think it's also very interesting because as you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself, as much as, yes, people would think that I'm African, but at the same time, with my African, I'm not as authentic African girl that I'm supposed to be. I don't speak the language and I don't even, you know, it, it's hard for me to communicate with some of my elderly people. Yeah, definitely. Trying to communicate with the, the you know, the elders of the community or aunties, uncles, you know, yeah. to, to people who don't even speak the yeah. language I'm speaking. So, it was, yeah, it was very challenging in that sense. And then, you know, trying to learn to cook the foods as well. Yeah. Is something yeah. else as well. Now, you know, I love I love the Sudanese food. Yeah. But and, and what is it? Is it it's it's Malukia, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Malukia, Sukuma, Nyete, you know. There you all go. Of these things, oh my you know? god. 
Um, but when I was a kid, you know, I didn't really want to eat it at the same time. No. You know, because it's, you know, it's they just, look different, yeah. you know. But, you know, I see people eating, you know, McDonald's, you know, all of these junk foods. Yeah. And kind of like, I want to eat that. You want to eat that But there's food. rice at home, my mum would say. You know, there's, there's <laughs> sida at home. There's malukia at there's home. all of this at home. So, yeah. you know, that challenging of like, oh, I have to eat this food. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now, not to say now, like when I'm older, I actually yeah. love eating it. Yeah. Because I understand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is what's connecting me to back home. Yeah. You know? You become appreciative of exactly. that exactly. culture, the food, true food. True food, 100%. But back then, I hated it. Wasn't. it. I yeah. really did not like it. So that was challenging in itself as well. Yeah. And then, you know, having to cook those foods as well. Yeah. Um, was, was hard. Standing in the kitchen for a long time, mm. that was hard. You know, it's something I just didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, another thing would be, I guess, the expectation as well. Absolutely. Um, like from our parents. Yeah. You know, so yeah. of course they brought us to this country for a better life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not being able to accomplish something accomplish something or do it in their way mm. um or how they would expect it mm. you know is is challenging you know like you know they they say there's only those you know four types of occupations and there you yeah, go doctor lawyer engineer nursing whatever that yeah nursing yeah you know those are what they're looking at yeah now not for me personally but some people want to be quite creative yeah you know and in that's the something career. that they, they don't understand. Yeah. Um, so the challenge of trying to, to be yourself and doing what you want. Yeah. Is, it's hard. Yeah. Because there's that disconnect with our parents. They, yeah. They don't understand. They don't understand. And with the communication as well. Yeah, is, exactly. You know, I want to do that. But really, this is not what they were expecting or wanting you to be. Exactly. Exploring. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know they they come from a different place and absolutely the lack of opportunities they have they want us to really utilize the best of the best here yeah you know they put us in great schools yeah for a reason yeah you know and you know i'm very appreciative of it yeah you know? like but back then they, those were challenges for you exactly those were challenges and those are the challenges you couldn't really explain to them as well absolutely it was Mm. They just wouldn't understand. Like, you have everything here, mm. you know. Why don't you want to do this? Yeah. You know, back home, we, we did this. Yeah. You know, you're lucky. You're very you know? lucky. <laughs> so that pressure. You should be grateful. Head. Exactly, that pressure that's in your head, you know. When was the last time you visited Uganda and what was that experience like for you? Um. So I've only visited once. Uh, I went for the Christmas holidays in... 2012 to yeah. 2013 now um we went to uganda uh, but we also went to to sudan okay as well. um so starting off and being in uganda first mm. um that's of course where majority of my mother's side of the family lives yeah um so my grandmother's there uh, my aunties uncles cousins now not being able to speak the language yes yes was was difficult absolutely. Um, and there was definitely a disconnect there absolutely um, but when i first arrived there and seeing just all africans yeah even though i don't speak the language you felt home i felt at home yeah which is weird because i don't know what they're saying 
but it felt natural i blended in absolutely and absolutely. that's something of course I, I don't have here in australia yeah um but yeah being in in uganda um my mom was basically my interpreter when it came to speaking with my yes with my grandmother yeah um lucky enough my cousins you know they go to school there they can speak english yeah um but not being able to communicate with my grandma directly directly was was hard and kind of sad because she would have these stories you know she wants to tell me these things but not being able to hear it word for word directly from her from her yeah it i guess it lost its meaning really absolutely like my mom will try to to simplify yeah um what she's saying mm -hmm. but you know at times she'll be stumped because she's you know she's saying what she's saying, I really wish I could share with you, but there's no words. There's no word. <laughs> there's no words. So I'm trying, like, you know, she was trying her best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there was definitely that disconnect there. And then, of course, my mum, mm -hmm. you know, she never lived in Uganda like that. Okay. Um, so when it came to speaking the, the language of the locals there. Yeah, which is Uganda, had, isn't it? Yeah. My mum also had a... Interpreter. interpreter. <laughs> So I guess there was yeah. a, there was a disconnect for her as well. Oh wow! So the way that trip went um, was definitely eye opening. Yeah. Now after being in Uganda, um, we went to Sudan. Yes. Because um, my father was in Sudan at that time. Yeah. And that was actually the whole point of of going to um, going to Africa. To Africa, was yeah. To, to go see my dad and of course to meet you know the extended family. Yeah. Um. So being in Sudan. After being in Uganda, oh my gosh, I was even more shocked. Not only was it so hot, and when I say hot, hot. I mean it was hot. It was hot, burning hot, oh. like Adelaide heat. Was it? Oh, oh it was even worse. <laughs> it was even worse to me. Oh my gosh! But um, yeah, being in Sudan as well, that was, I guess. Very different to Uganda. Very different. I mean... Now, did you did you speak the language as well? Like, what was it... What did the people spoke in Uganda... I mean, in Sudan, was it... Were they speaking in Bari or...? No, so they were speaking... So, of course, in, in Juba, um, majority are speaking Arabic. Oh, they... Oh and my that's God. Arabic, Juba. There you go. So, this is now, like, the third language... The third language. <laughs> that I don't know. Does your mom speak Arabic? Yeah, so my mom oh, knows okay. Arabic, so there, of course, she could she could understand and speak and to the locals translate and translate as well. Um, but I'll never forget when when we first got to Sudan and we were driving on the roads. Mm -hmm. I actually ended up vomiting because <laughs> it was so bumpy, it was so hot, oh, wow. and coming from this flight, I think it was just my body was confused. Yeah, yeah. Not only was I confused now. Very, very foreign to, yeah. a, to a country that is supposedly home. Did, did you have like a expectations of what, I uh, guess, Sudan was going to be? Did you have a picture in mind? Honestly, I don't think I had a picture in mind. Um, just because, the, to me, there wasn't actually a picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? No like, picture that was painted by your mother no, yeah, about yeah. what Sudan was going to be like. So it was just a surprise then? Yeah, well, I mean... Her experience in Sudan was, you know, be, like the village, I guess, mm. you know, so being in Kabikeji. Yes. Um, but, you know, Juba, Juba City, um, 
It was. I didn't have the expectation at all, to be honest. Yeah, but it was hot. It was they, hot. They didn't even speak Bari. They were speaking in Arabic. That was another language, as you said earlier, and it's just different than Uganda and different than even Australia. And, and <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a culture shock, you know, like being in in Sudan from being after being in um, Uganda. Mm. And I guess now that you're reflecting on this, Ruth, as well, I guess, do you wish that you spoke any of these languages at least? I definitely do. I definitely do. I wish I could speak at least uh, Bari so I can communicate yeah. with my grandmother um, and, of course, communicate with the other extended family, Absolutely. really, because it, it kind of got to a point that I was... I wouldn't say bullied. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, teased a little bit. Yeah. You know, because how can you be this color? But you're not. But not speak this speak, language. Yeah. You know, they're confused. How does that work? Mm. And I think um, my mum probably would have copped a, a lot of the, the heat. Oh, how come she doesn't know the language? Yeah. You know? And not you that should've... she didn't try. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it was just very confusing for me. Absolutely. You know, trying to assimilate Absolutely. here in Australia, in, yeah, but also trying to be connected home. Home, yeah, that's that's really hard. I can only imagine how frustrating that must have been because yeah, being able to speak a language and you're not hearing the information as a second hand. It's the original mm. that you're getting from these people mm-hmm. that you're bonding with or having uh, deep converse- conversations with. Yeah. Um, so it's that, it's that bonding, not being able to, to communicate in the fullest way. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I, yeah, I missed out on that. Yeah. So it is, yeah, quite sad when I do reflect on it. Yeah. And I try sometimes. What are the benefits of growing up in a different, uh, I guess, culture or country other than your parents? It would definitely be the, yeah, the opportunity. Yeah. Um, getting or being able to do things that, you know, my, my parents weren't. Yeah. Um, you know, they, of course, had to have children quite early. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, miss out on just being a, a teenager. Yeah. Um, being a young adult. You know, they had a respons- responsibility very early. Very early. Yeah. You know, they had to grow up early. So that chance to, I guess, well, this chance to live my life. Yeah. And make something that I want out of it. Absolutely. Is, is definitely the benefit. So you felt like you had the opportunity to grow up. I guess to the age that you are now uh, to find yourself as a young person without having the responsibility of being a mum very early in definitely, life. Yeah, definitely. Now that's not to yeah discredit them and their um, absolutely their life. Their life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me and my experience, um, because of course I'm still I'm still growing. Absolutely. I'm still learning. I'm still you know facing whatever challenges yeah that they are yeah out there but um and and i guess the other thing is i'm also wondering um you did mention earlier that education as well that's 
opportunity that you our parents didn't have. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, we can go to school. Having whereas, a chance, yeah, to go to school. They yeah. they really didn't. Yeah. Um, well, my mom actually she ended up studying here in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Now juggling having kids and go. studying. That's something I can't relate to. Yeah. You know, I have the chance to just study. You and, know, and be and, you and be me by yourself exactly and also have a chance to work and yeah. have my own sort of income absolutely and build for myself yeah um instead of having to build it with someone build it with someone and now the responsibility of okay i have to make sure these kids yeah yeah um, are safe you know absolutely. they're fed they're clothed yeah. those sorts of things so yeah it's definitely that benefit of you know living life yeah lifestyle is different yeah 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 and then what would you if if a young person like yourself or younger um is listening to this what would be the advice that you uh would tell them i mean given that some people experience i guess is very different to first easier settling in and harder um, being able to i guess have this culture in australia or whatever they identify whether it's culture or cultures and then having their own culture that their parents were raised um being brought up with like what would you say to them look i think when we think of culture culture is what you make of it really Mm. because i can mix my mom's culture yeah and what I see here in Australia mm. and make it my own culture. Absolutely. You know? Now, my advice, if I have any, would be not to stop asking questions, really. Yeah. Um, though I don't speak the language, I still try to ask a lot of questions about, mm. oh, so, you know, back home, yeah. um, what would it be like if, you know... ABC. ABC, you yeah. know, what's the process of getting married? Yeah. You know, how do you name your child? Yeah. Those things, you know, being connected in that type of way because I, I don't want to lose that culture. Absolutely. You know, I want, when I do have kids, I want to be able to share something with them as well. Yeah, your you culture. Um, so it would definitely be to yeah, ask the questions. Um, and I guess everyone does need to, at some point, go back home Yeah. to yeah. experience that life. Now, because I was young when I went, um, I didn't really get to experience it just for myself. Yeah. I was with my mother. So, you know, where she went, I went. That's now, right. I really do hope very soon I can go back to experience it. By yourself. By myself. Yeah. Um, but going back to the point of uh, how would I advise young people um, who are finding the journey difficult. Yeah. Um, keep I guess asking questions. Keep asking questions, honestly. Um, and to know that though we are in a country where we are, I guess, outcasts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and we're forced to assimilate, yeah. um, you know, we, we're still from, from somewhere and it's kind of cool when you think of it, like you from... say, I'm from this place in this country. <laughs> That's right. You know? And for a lot of people, you know, in, in Australia, unfortunately, mm-hmm their family tree yeah. really just stays in yeah you know let's say adelaide yeah you know this is it this is it so but for you you can say oh well i'm from there and mm-hmm. this is my culture yeah um yeah just being able to mix it all up yeah 
And that's really good. That's really good message, Ruth. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. I would also like to point out that any person who identifies as a third culture kid or TCK's experience is quite different to my journey in Ruth's journey and other people who return to the country of the origin to re-establish their lives. Um, and I also like to highlight that you may come across another person who identifies as a third culture kid and that their journey it could also be very different to ours but what is very important about our differences is that we also have a very unique similarities and I hope that these conversations these conversations made you reflect on your own journey if you are if you if you identify as a third uh, third culture kid and that like ask yourself reflect on it where where is home for you and why and and how are you maintaining or being able to maintain um, your parents culture um, and also being able to I guess identify some of those challenges that you're facing now and then also, I guess, finding, I guess, appropriate ways to address them. Um, and I hope that our conversation is able to open um, a way for you to look deep into your journey as a third culture kid. Um, the other thing is also that your experience may be difficult. Um, especially if you relocated to uh, a foreign country at age of 10, 11 or 8, it can be very difficult because you already have your own established identity with your culture in the country of your origin before relocation. So it can be very frustrating. It can also be a very, a huge loss, I suppose, because not only are you going to be uh, transitioning into schools, new schools, but you also have to learn a new language to, I guess, connect to the uh, new culture or connect with the people as well as, I guess, form some type of uh, belongingness in that particular uh, culture that you're in. So if your journey is very hard or your journey is very difficult, it's okay because I felt like that too um, during my teen years. It was quite difficult for me. Um, but now reflecting on my journey as an adult, I am very grateful for the, uh, the cultures that I've been exposed to. My journey as a whole, um, the opportunities as well because not many people out there have the opportunities that I have now um, and it does take a long time to come from where you are as a young person up until to the time where you're reflecting and being grateful for some of the journeys that you took in life 
and the rich cultures that you've been exposed to and so much more that you're yet to uh, explore in the future. That is this week's episode on Inside Out with Zach. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from me, you can also follow me on Instagram at InsideOut underscore pot and Facebook at InsideOut. Don't forget to tune in next week on another episode about self-love. Thank you so much for listening again. I will see you next time.